Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right. As always, I'm excited as I bring you guys the best of the best guests. Uh, One of my top goals is I want you to hear from different styles, different personalities, different backgrounds, because I think a lot of people think either you're good at something or you're not. And we know in network marketing that there's all different walks of life. And even though sometimes I would hear like the belief stuff and I'm like, that's so such crap and such fluff. And just, just give me the strategies. I think everything's belief. Even when we hear different unique styles and personalities, because when we build back that belief, then we can implement some of the skills and strategies we have. Otherwise you hit that ceiling really quickly and then you're just done. You can't do it. You stop as you go. And that's why we say mindset eats skills and systems for breakfast. So I'm excited to have Sandy and Wade on. These are emerging legends. And I say emerging in a sense because they're already legends based on what they've done, but they're brand new to the profession. I've only been in the profession for a couple of years, already have the number one journal in network marketing already have started a podcast. Most people wait 10 years and then even still, they're not sure if they start a podcast have had success outside of network marketing, which I like to point that out because I ran a tennis club. And so I had some success. It's all relevant. I was making hundred K a year to me. That was insane amount of money at that time to others. They're like, that's not that much others. It's a lot. But I hear all the time people only talk about the rags to riches, which is important as well. But I think it's also important to understand that there's a lot of people that are really successful that value their time freedom that want that. And so I'm excited to have you guys on today. And I'm excited to get to know you guys a little better. As I was interviewing you guys, I went and stalked your your Facebook, which is what you're supposed to do, right? Like, isn't that that what you're supposed to do? Yes. That sort of thing. And so I'm excited as we're going to talk about how to build your brand from the ground up. But before that, maybe you guys can tell us, like people like to get to know a little more of of who we're talking with. And so maybe you guys start out with just a little bit of let's, let's do a couple minutes of just a highlight version of your stories before we get into the brand building. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Heck yes. We're excited. We're, you know, a big part of this industry and network marketing is networking, right? And the best thing you can do is just make new connections, make new friends every single day. I heard that recently on a training. I was like, uh, the woman who was trained, she was like, make a new friend every single day. That's our job. And I was like, dang, that is so right. But I want to empower the listeners in, in that you're here, you're listening to this, you're most likely in network marketing and just to really drive home like this is the best self-development program in the world, no matter what company you're in. It's like, you know, like Rob said, it's about growth and mindset and belief. And you're here now listening to this. We're excited to connect with you, Rob, share a little bit about our story and connect with your listeners. So Sandy is a really good storyteller and she tells (laughs) our story really well. Two minutes. That's going to be a challenge. I'll do it really high level. Do it. Okay. So Wade and I have actually known each other our entire lives. Our families were friends. So we've known our moms were pregnant with us together 32 years ago. So we literally have pictures of us together back in 1990 as babies, like naked in diapers, like all the things. I was her first kiss. Yes. We have a picture (laughs) of it. Um, So we've known each other our whole lives. And it wasn't till um, about eight years ago that we reconnected in our adult life because his family had moved to the East Coast. I always had lived in California. And so then this like long distance love started brewing and long distance was really hard. And there was quite a journey, a lot of struggles in those years. Um, And I honestly feel like it's been the last 
three years that we've finally figured it out. Um, now we are partnered in business. We're network marketers. Like you said, we have the 90 habits journal. We have our podcast. We invest in real estate. We have so many different things that we do, but it wasn't always the way that it is now. Like it took a lot of learning, a lot of, um, failing forward to get where we are today. Um, but we feel so grateful that our life is really a mesh of like this beautiful love story, but also, um, we love doing business together. You know, sometimes people will be like, wow, you guys are husband and wife and you do business. Like, are you always at each other's throats? Like we have our moments, but for the most part, it's a really great balance. So that's super high level. (laughs) I'll add in, I'll add to that too. I'll add in my one minute. But like Sandy said, yeah, and to we've been in network marketing for three years because of what she said. We always had this desire to build a life and build a life together and have a common vision. And we are a bit unique. I know there's a growing number of couples doing business together, um, but it just it has been the best journey. And it's definitely not easy, right? But it is worth it. And our backgrounds, Sandy, I feel like is, you know, there's that question, are entrepreneurs born or made? I definitely think they're made. But I think if one of us, Sandy was more the born entrepreneur with like the lemonade stands. And then in her adult life, like she owned a brick and mortar juice shop. She did a lot of entrepreneurial different things to get to where she was, but never really was passionate about it until she found network marketing, a way to leverage her impact, to help people to basically make a business and a brand out of being a really good friend, a good person and a good leader. My background is so different. No entrepreneurship. I shouldn't say none, but I grew up in, in the Northeast and like kind of, you kind of get funneled into corporate America. I grew up without, you know, not in poverty, but not a lot. And so my mindset was like, I need to go make money. That's success. Who's making money? Wall street finance. Okay. I got to go get my master's degree in finance and go into the finance world and climb the ladder and become the VP or the whatever, and be making the six figures and live downtown and drive the sports car and keep up with the Joneses. Like that was my mindset. But I think along that way, there's, I heard something today, our dream is in our DNA. There's that tug in our heart. Like this isn't, you weren't meant to just be born, grow up, go get a job, buy the car, buy the house, go through the motions until you pass away, hopefully in old age, like there's something you're here for. And that kept just burning inside, inside. I had no idea what it was. And I never thought it'd be wrapped up in the package that was network marketing, especially because I looked around our company. There's a lot more women than men. I didn't see myself really in the company, but I did see myself with Sandy building a life together, building a purposeful life together, impacting a lot of people, leveraging our impact. And so at the end of the day, I was like, okay, here we go. This is it. And it's been the best yes of our life we always say besides saying yes to each other and we're just so grateful to connect with you rob and and like-minded people well i know there's some similarities i never those that know me i never mention uh company names at all but uh those that have heard my story i started out with some similarities in the sense that i started out with skincare and like for me the limiting belief was starting out as a guy i started out 28 year olds in skincare it was like you know, people would make little jabs and jokes. Are you going to get your pink Cadillac? And I'm acting all macho, like I don't care and stuff. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do? Like they had this device that was supposed to help with cellulite. And I'm like, am I supposed to call up my, my friends and be like, Hey dude, I saw you in the locker room. You had cellulite on that left cheek. Don't worry. We're going to firm that bad boy up. Come over, watch the football game. And at halftime, that bad boy is going to be so firm. You won't even know you ever had it. 
Like, these are my limiting beliefs. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? 28 year old guy. Like, is this like midlife crisis earlier or what? But (laughs) I think it's important to share that because we, we all have our own excuses. Right. And in the end, I always say the mother of all fears is the fear of judgment. People are going to judge you no matter what. They're going to judge you because you're too skinny, because you're too fat. You approach them too soon. You took too long to approach them. And me being a recovering people pleaser, it, it took some time to overcome. And wait, you seem like you got it figured out. Like, this is how I am. I wear the pants, but my wife decides on the size, the color and the brand. <laughs> yeah, and then, yep. and then you're good. Right. I think that's it. That's it. Yep. That's the way to go. Well, I'm excited to dive into this. And before I forget, you guys cannot forget to go subscribe to their podcast because we're going to be going and doing like, think of this as like a part A. You want to go watch the other part over there as they're going to be interviewing me. And we're going to be going through a lot of these skills and strategies that are going to help you out in your business. So go to, is it getting magnetic with Sandy and Wade? Correct. Okay, good. Got it. Just want to make sure I had it. We're going to dive right into this. So we're going to talk about the importance of brand building. I got some random thoughts that come to my head. You guys can go in any direction you want, but a couple of thoughts I'm thinking is, is like a lot of people, like they don't even know, like, what does that even mean? What is, what is a brand? Sometimes they just think, you know, Nike or Lululemon or whatever. And so I guess the first thing is, is, is what is a brand and, and when should you build a brand? And then let's, and then after that, let's get in, we'll get into some of the, your guys' strategies and, and techniques on it. Yes. I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. I think the beautiful thing, I think in what we all hear everyone here listening or, or, you know, the three of us on this podcast, first I'll start with our network, I think is our greatest asset, right? And it's something we build over our whole life. And it's not necessarily an asset that just can produce income. It also produces memories, great times, deep bonds, all different things, intangible, intangible. Now our brand, we all also from the day we're born or from the day we're really cognizant and can talk and everything, we're building our brand actually. So everyone out there, you are, have already been building your brand and you have a brand. Now the next step is like, okay, leveraging that brand and your brand is what, what are you known for? If you asked the closest 10 people around you, like, Hey, when you think of me, what do you think of? Maybe like, oh, you're, you're enthusiastic, you're energetic, you're active, um, you, you lift other people up, you're a leader, or whatever that is. Or when I think of you, I think of health and wellness or a- anything in between. That's your brand pretty much, I think. So we actually all have a brand out there, which is great because you've already started building one, right? The next step is how do you leverage that brand? Like how do you identify that brand? I think it's really getting clear Actually, that's probably the next step, but what is a brand? Yeah, it's who you are. It's what people think of you as and the ways, you know, you can start building a brand, things like this podcast, get your brand out there, get, you know, more people aware of your brand and, and under that kind of umbrella. And because ultimately your brand is what you stand for, who you are, the difference you want to make in the world and probably your brand has some awesome core values and things you want to do in the world. So the more people that know about your brand, the better. And then it's your responsibility to go build that, to go network, to go leverage your 
self and your brand and your influence out there. So I think that's kind of my definition of a brand. You want to add anything? That was great. I mean, I might add, like, I think what are you, yeah. What do people remember you for kind of like, you know, um, what's your legacy? Like what is, when you pass on, what are people going to still talk about with you? And I think, um, with your brand as well, a, a huge part of it. And I think people overthink it. it's actually way more simple than it seems, but your brand is really like your personality. Like, how are you showing up? I think stories are so powerful and you can take people on a journey of like where you've been and where you're going, um, through sharing that, right? Like it's so easy to look at someone where they're at right now and not see like all the stuff beforehand. And so I think it's, it's so important to constantly remind people of like where you've been and have adoration and pride for your former self and know, like it's been a journey. We're all on a journey and we're all building our brand every day. We're still figuring it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many things would you say that one should talk about? And what I mean by that, it, and maybe there isn't a limit for you guys, everyone's different on what their philosophy is. And I like how, first off, I like how it was just said that too many people overthink it. Cause I think they think like brand and they're spending like weeks and months and they're like, I got to go invest 10,000 to figure this out. And I need mm-hmm. the most perfect logo and I like how you both talked about how it, it is your personality. It is what you're known for. It's not trying to be fake. It's not trying to be different. It's, 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 you know, this is what you're known for because your vibe does attract your, your tribe and it is niches to riches, even though the Aussies and the Europeans would argue with me that it's niche, not niche, but, <laughs> but niche doesn't rhyme with rich. So it's niches mm-hmm. to riches, <laughs> even though they argue, they argue with me every time. Like we never even heard that me ever. <laughs> Frazier makes fun of me. He's like, what? You're so wrong. I'm like, well, yep. I looked it up. It's both. So we're good. We're good. There. <laughs> but, um, what, what would you, is there, is there like a limit? Like if I'm brainstorming right now, I'm like, okay, I got it. It's me. It's my personality. Is there a certain amount of things I should only talk about it. Is it two? Is it three? Is it 10? Is it seven? Does it not matter? What do you think? Good question. Yeah. I think that's a really good question. It's, I feel like my answer has changed because when I first got into network marketing, I was 100% focused on that one thing. And it was great because we built momentum and we built a, a solid, diverse, sustainable team. But as a few years went on, I realized like there's so much more to me than just this. And so now we're in a phase in our life where I realized like, the more things we can talk about and share and be involved in, and the more like hobbies and interests and people that we're networked in, the more reach we'll have and the more lives we're going to change and the bigger impact that we're have. So I feel like the stage that we're in now is there's no limit. Like the more, the merrier, we want to know all the people we want to learn all the things. Like we feel like we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. I think Sandy nailed it. And I, you know, I want to empower you to first like, you, you actually read my mind, Rob, because what first popped in my head, the riches are in the niches. And that's something you hear over and over in the professional development world, in the business world, in the brand building world. And I think first, like coming back to your brand is what feels authentic to you. Let's reframe it. Building a brand is easy. Just be you, be authentic. From there, it's like, what lights you up? What are you passionate about? And be super niche at that. Like, I think sprout where you're planted like wherever you are planted at the moment, like be so good in that lane in whatever you're doing in whatever role you are, be, be the top, strive to be the top 1%, see what the 1% are doing and go do those things, go mimic those things in your own authentic way and become so good there. 
you start niche and you develop that influence and you develop that brand and you are known for that. When people think of health and wellness, they think of you. When people think of a stay-at-home mom building her empire, they think of you. When people think of the couple doing the business together, they think of you. Become so good at it in that one lane. And then once you do and you prove that out, it allows you to expand. It allows you to be like, okay, how do I leverage this? How do I take those principles I, I learned in, in becoming so good here and going somewhere else and, and doing it, doing it on the podcast, building the brand in all the different ways and expanding into new territory. And I will say, I think it evolves too, because when, once you hone in on that craft and you become so good at it, there will be a demand for you to go into other areas. When we mm -hmm. first, you know, were focused just on network marketing, like we became very good at that one thing. And people yeah. would reach out and be like, do you have a podcast? Like, I can't get enough of your trainings. Like I want more. And people kept asking and asking. And of course, they're like, do you do coaching or do you do this or do you speak or all these things? Yeah. But like, it was because I can. we <laughs> sprouted where we were planted, right? In the network marketing space in our role. Yeah. And it's that whole, at first it's this imposter syndrome. It was like, oh my goodness, like we're good at this one thing. Like, how are we going to do these other things? We were so like apprehensive to start our podcast. Cause we were like, we don't know what we're doing. Like there's people that have like amazing podcasts. Like we really don't know what we're doing, but we have this philosophy, like do it messy, like just do it. And you'll figure it out when we go back and listen to some of our first podcasts, like they're cute. They're cute. We're like, Oh, that's cute. That that's mm -hmm. kind of what we put out there and we're still learning and growing, but how will you ever evolve, ever grow? If you don't just like do it messy. I love it too, that we bounce off each other. Cause when we were thinking about starting a podcast, I, I feel like I'd thought about it for at least a year before then I was like, I could get on and just rock it, but there's other parts to it. And Sandy, but I'm like, but I need to wait for this to launch and that to launch. And like, I wasn't ready to do it messy. Sandy's like, no, no, I, I don't know what I'm going to even say on it, but let's do it messy. Let's start. And so like, we balance each other out. We're like, she was like, let's just do it 30 days from now. Let's launch 30 days from now. I'm like, what? We just agreed we're going to do it. How are we going to launch in 30 days? Next thing we know, I was wearing the pants. Sandy picked out the color, <laughs> brand, everything, and we just rocked it. <laughs> oh, I have so much, so many different thoughts that came to my head. And I want to get in a second if you guys have any ideas for someone just getting started with like strategies or anything. And I know you already alluded to some of that um, or any other steps with just starting messing. I think that's a common myth. That, like I said at the beginning, people think you're good at something or you're not. And all the leaders you talk to talk about how bad they were at the beginning. It's like, I look at my social media and the memories pop up and oh, they're so bad sometimes. Like, Painful. how did I, how did I think that was a good post? Like, or your first reach brand. outs, your first reach outs in like your network marketing business or something. You're like, oh, you like go back to follow up. You're like, oh my gosh. You I see the conversation yeah. and you see it and you're just like. But it's so important that people see that and understand that that the the top level leaders just take action. They just fell their way forward a lot faster than other people. I made 250 new contacts my first three weeks in network marketing. I was doing this part-time. A lot of people don't make 250 new contacts in five years time. I did it in three weeks part-time. Mm. So I, it wasn't, I was anything special. I just filled my way forward faster than most. And then I was thinking what you were saying um, as far as like just, go find everything, the best, the best. And I was reading a post from um, my good friend, Sean Whalen. He's lions, not sheep. And you know, I've known him for like 15 years or so. And he talked about in a post how he's like, when he started his clothing company, which 14 months later, he's already sold a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand pieces of clothing. He said, 
he just bought everything from all these different companies, figure out packaging and, and different things that he liked and, you know, look at logos and look at like all of that. And that's all you do. It's the same thing on social media, your podcast, you start listening. If I'm going to start a podcast, what was the first thing that I did? I started figuring out and paying closer attention to all the podcasts. What was their intro? What was their outro? What was their content? Did they do one a week, two week, four a week? Mm -hmm. What did their cover look like? It's called reverse engineering. And as you consistently do that, that's how you can reverse engineer anything and you can become good at it as you go. And then as you start to build that brand, don't make it too complicated. And eventually it will lead to things that you could have never imagined. Right now, I, I don't know, I probably knew this, but I didn't truly realize this till this conversation. I used to make fun of coaches. I said, if you can't build coach, I'm like mm -hmm. all the coaches, they've never built a big business. And which is stupid, right? Like just dumb. I've hopefully I've grown up more than that. But um, I also made fun of network marketers and then got involved. So I'm going to start making fun of billionaires now. Yeah. <laughs> see, see if that, I love if that the strategy. works out. Yeah. Like see if that works out. But I, I started posting every day and my posts were awful. My lives were embarrassing. I mean, they were, they were so bad. It was, I had built, I had a business in 40 countries and some of my lives had three comments. I couldn't even get courtesy comments or likes. They were so bad, <laughs> but eventually I got a little better and a little better. Eventually I built a brand when I sold my position from network marketing. I didn't know what I was going to do to get back in, but I, because I built that brand, I had so many different companies and leaders ask me to help them out that I'm like, maybe I could coach. Like I didn't even consider it when I sold my position. So indirectly, people don't realize that, you know, that's, that's one of your best insurance policies is, is betting on yourself and your network, which is, is a big part of your brand. So I love that you guys articulated that extremely well. So what, what would be some of the steps when someone's like, okay, I, I got it. Like I get, okay, it's my personality. I'm overthinking it, but I'm, I'm scared. Like, what do, what do I do? How do I get started? How do I get started from the ground up to build this brand? Good question. There's so many places to show up in the world, right? To build your brand, social media, podcast, anywhere, everywhere, you know, in person. But I think the first thing and coming back to kind of what we talked about, like find what lights you up, find what you're good at, find what those 10 people like acknowledge you for when or I think of you, I think of this, when I think of you, whatever that is, whatever you would do for free and give it away for free. So go on, like a lot of times people think like, Ooh, I have this like value inside me. Like I gotta, I can't give it away. Like I need to get compensated for this. Like, no, the first step is whatever your, your niche is, whatever your, your creative genius zone is like, give that away for free. If you know more about, I'm thinking because we're about to be parents, sleep training or um, whatever, different things or being healthy, pregnant or being healthy in general or exercise or building a business or entrepreneurship or whatever that is like, give it away for free go and and the best platforms today i mean a lot of these platforms are free facebook instagram podcasts youtube you can just go and put out everything for free and guess what same with us at first you're gonna suck and no one's really gonna engage or comment or like and that's okay i looked back i started my instagram like 
when we started our, our business basically. And I like knew a lot about health and wellness. And I was looking back at my original post and it was, I was, I could not believe it. Like I was like, ice baths are really good for you for this, this, and this yada, yada. And it was just a picture of a penguin jumping into the Arctic ocean, like a cartoon. I just posted that as a post on Instagram. And now, you know, people see me and I got the presets and the filters and the reels and all these things and video edits and cuts. And like, it looks like whatever overnight success, but I'm like, look at where I started. It is embarrassing. And I keep it up there. But I think first, Find what you're, you are good at, what we've been talking about, or in what you love to do, what you would do for free, and give it away for free. And that's going to start to build your audience, your influence, raving fans of you. And it might start with five people, but then it, you know, they'll share it and it'll build to a dozen. And you, know, you guys are network marketers. You know this. They can be the, that leverage, that snowball effect. And all of a sudden, you might have 100 people commenting or watching your live or liking your photo. And then it might be a thousand and like, it can really go from there. I would add to that and say, like you were saying in the beginning, Rob, like with belief being everything, when you're thinking about starting like specifically a network marketing business, like you need to have, um, a really big, like strong emotional desire as to why you're doing this. If it's just like, I need to make more money that's not strong enough. It needs to be like so much more deeply rooted than that. And so I would say like, I personally love the book, get over your damn self by Rumi Newstead. That was the first book I read when I started my network marketing business. And it really helped me peel back those layers of the onion and asked questions like, where do you see yourself? Like in five years from now, like if you don't achieve this, what is the pain that you and your family will experience because you didn't follow through? like stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't like these questions. Like they made me feel kind of like, how can I avoid that? Like I, I run away from pain. Like I'm like, how can I get out of this situation? Right. I think people are driven, motivated by different things, but I think get rooted in like, what does this mean to you? Why do you want this? There's so many ways you can do that. I think, you know, like making a vision board and having something that you're looking at, like, what do you want your life to look like? Your life can change very quickly in a short amount of time, literally six months from now, a year from now, your life can be unrecognizable. If you literally put in the work and effort, but you got to get clear on what it is that you want. You have to have the belief that you're capable of doing it. And you have to have that like strong why and desire. So I think really personal growth is the most important thing you can do in this journey. I see people all the time just being like, I've been in for six months. And like, I post all the time on Instagram or this or that. And like, I'm not where I want to be. I'm like, yeah, but you haven't read one book. You don't listen to podcasts. You don't have a vision board. You've never sat down and journaled on what it would mean to you to build a life like this. Like, why would someone want to follow you? You have to be a leader worth following. And I think in doing that, so much of it is about growing yourself. So there's so many pieces to like what you need to do, but I think it's just like, I would start with asking yourself, like, why are you doing this? Like, just start with that. And then why, why, why keep unpacking the why to figure out like, what is at the root of this? Is it freedom? Is it so that you can have more choices? Is it so that, you know, like there's going to be something so much deeper. And then I think just like clinging on to that. I love the, the balance. Like, uh, Rob asks us, all right, how, how do you build a brand? I come in with like a tangible, okay, this could be a first step. And Sandy's like, hold on. Let's talk about the foundation. You got to know your why. You got to get the emotion behind it. You got to cast the vision for it. Mm-hmm. Something compelling that drives you towards that where you're, you know, when your why is big enough, when your vision is big enough, those obstacles, they cease to exist, right? They're just speed bumps and the nose and the everything, every, all the obstacles you placed in your way by creating a big vision in your life, like 
when your why is big enough, it's going to pull you through those. So I love that. And Sandy's so right. Make sure that foundation is built on just such strength, not, not sand, right? Your why is big. You know why you're doing it. You know what you want to build. You have a vision for it. You don't know how you're going to get there. And we'll talk through some of those tangible things on building a brand, but that, that is definitely step one. Yeah. And I, I think um, when you asked, when I asked the vast majority of top leaders around the world, when they absolutely crushed it at the very beginning, what was the system they followed? Tell it to me exactly. Most of them can't tell me. Most of them just tell me they took a lot of action going along with exactly what you're saying. Uh, a lot of times when they go through some sort of you know dip in their business is when they try to create complex systems which is too bad because typically they create a system they never use, but it sounds good and looks good and it slows their business down. And it really should always be very simple. That's why successful people just do the basics better. It's, it's key to go back to those basics as we go. So I would say last couple of questions. One, uh, I'd love to hear any of the other steps you guys feel like could help. Uh, I think that's just incredible foundation for one where they could get started right now. And then two, a question that I would have is when should you invest in your brand? And if so, how much? And I know a lot of that obviously depends on where you're at. And I'll let you guys kind of discuss that and give your, your opinion on that. But I would say, yeah, if you guys have any other steps you would like to share and then we can talk about investing into one's brand. Yes. So I'll go first with more steps because this was one of my favorite parts when I started my business. I, I literally had no idea what I was doing, like no idea, I'd never done network marketing, but I saw proof of it working for so many people. And I was really unhappy in what I was doing at the time. I was newly in real estate and real estate is great for a lot of people. I personally felt like I was like pounding the pavement and like grinding on deals that like maybe would go through, maybe not. And I'm like, I'm not passionate about this. Like I need to be passionate about what I'm doing. And so, um, in our network marketing company, a lot of it is focused around health, gut health, stuff like that. And so I originally started with no intention of doing the business. I was just like, I want to get healthy. So I actually started as a customer. And I think that's a, a good st step. Sometimes it's like becoming a product of the product. Like you have to use the products. You have to know, like if, if your company is a product-based business, you have to know what, like you have to have your own testimonial, right? If someone asks you like, oh, what did XYZ do for you? And you're like, I've never tried it. I'm just trying to sell it to you. Like that's not authentic, right? We want to be authentic. So I think becoming a product of the product is huge. Um, when I finally decided like, wow, I'm actually going to upgrade my account and become like a rep for this company. I, I know I can help people doing this. It's getting clear on like a list. Like we coach people to make like a hundred person list when they first start, but there's so many ways you can do this. You can go through the contacts in your phone. You can go through your Facebook friends, whatever. Um, I did it through alphabetical. Like I started with A's like Amanda, Ashley, Adam. Like I started with all the A's. So I had a sheet of paper that had all the A's. I had a sheet of paper that had all the B's, all the C's. Like I went through the whole alphabet and not just anyone that had a name people that I'm like, even if I hadn't talked to them in a while, but where I'm like, wow, I'd love to reconnect with this person. Um, they'd be really amazing at this business or they have a great network or they, I think could really benefit from these products. And I was very intentional in my list making. And then next up after making those lists is having a launch party. We recommend virtual and we even do in-person launch parties. And I invited people. And I think when you are inviting people to learn about your opportunity or your products, the three E's are so important. Enthusiasm, excitement, and energy. 
You need those three things. I think so many people made the mistake and I did myself in the beginning where they copy and paste a message (laughs) or they just like mass produce, like mass message people. And it's like the responses you get are horrific because like the Hey, the Hey girl messages. Yes. And they're like, take me off your list. Like, don't want to hear from this random. Haven't heard from you since high school. Like, please don't reach out to me about this again. And then you're like, um, so I would say be very intentional And when you're reaching out to someone about the opportunity or about the products, I would be super authentic. Like, Hey, I know this is super out of left field, or like, I know this is kind of random. We haven't talked in a super long time, but I'm reaching out to you specifically because, you know, I recently launched my business. I'm super excited. I'm just getting started. And I made a list of people that I want to share this with. And you came on my heart because of X, Y, Z. It would mean so much to me if you would give me 15 minutes of your time and I could share a little bit, or maybe you want to send them a sample or whatever it might be. But I found that when I switched the approach to a voice memo and I told them, like, I acknowledged like kind of weird that I'm reaching out to you. And then I told them why I'm reaching out to them. And then I said, I think this is why you could benefit from this. Like those were, these are like tangible steps that really, really helped me build that solid foundation. So when I first launched my business, I reached out to about 180 people to either tune into my virtual or my in-person parties, about 30 came. Uh, I think like seven of them joined my team. Two of them now are top performers on our team. And it all came from that beginning momentum when I first started. I haven't had momentum like that since I started. Cause it's like, when you first start, it's like opportunities endless, right? So it's like, I think how you start is so important because it really does build that foundation. And it's like the hardest part of starting is starting. So just do it right from the beginning. And I feel like we, that's so good. I feel like we're traversing the like network marketing and building a brand. Yeah. But what you realize is building a network marketing business, you are, you are building a brand. You're mm-hmm. building your brand because you're the storefront. You're the face of it. Like the great thing is it's a beautiful, beautiful business model. And I, I you know, I grew up in the business world. Like when I looked at the business, model, I was like, this is turnkey entrepreneurship, but it's also like maybe the purest form of it. Like it is brilliant. It's low startup cost you're building your brand the day you sign up and and start your business, which is beautiful. And so, yeah, like Sandy said, those are like the fundamentals, like starting messy, just starting with enthusiasm, energy, and excitement. And then beyond, like, I think what I see a lot of people these days, this just popped into my head is don't be a generalist, right? Either like I'll take anyone with a pulse, right? You want to start a business? You want to be on my team? Like, or you, you want product or you want this service? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, speak directly to someone, like get so clear on who your ideal client and who your ideal teammate is. Like literally name them. What are their characteristics? What are they like? And then when you say you show up on social media, great free resource and tool to build our brands every day. Um, And there, you know, social media should be really used rather than for consumption, just mindless consumption, go create entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs are creators. They seek to create first and they might consume. They might consume some of their friends' stuff. They might consume some of their mentors, um, but seek to create. And when you create, have your ideal client and or teammate in mind. And maybe you switch off. Maybe we just learned this from Ali Reeves, six-figure influencer. She's great on social media. One week, she might focus on product or, or this one thing. And you have your ideal client and you're speaking directly to them. Don't hop on your stories I shouldn't don't people rather than hopping on your stories and saying, Hey y'all like, Hey everybody. I just want to pop on here and say like, we're running a discount this week or whatever. Say like speak directly to that person. Let's say your ideal client is 
Becky, whatever, speak directly to Becky and what she wants and what her pain points are and what she's looking for. And then maybe one week you are speaking to the business opportunity, speak directly to that ideal teammate and what their pain points are and solve them as entrepreneurs were paid problem solvers. You are there to connect and network with people, ask them questions, understand what their, their pain points are in life. And then you offer solutions. That's what it's all about. So I think in building a brand and building a business and everything we, you know, we all do as network marketers, knowing who you are looking for is key because when you get more clear on that, you start to see opportunity everywhere. You start to be at the party and you see your ideal teammate. You're like, I'm going to talk to that person. I'm not going to go puke my opportunity on them, but I'm going to go make a connection. And so I think getting clear on that, that ideal client, ideal teammate is, is such an important part. And then speaking to that person. Yeah. I like to look at it. If you try to be everything to everyone, you're nothing to no one. Mm -hmm. And you know, everyone is, is too much. Well, I want everyone. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course you want everyone, but you got to dial in and, and really focus. I mean, look at the best brands out there. Like they're not trying to be there for everyone. No brand is your favorite. Think of your favorite brands, whoever they are, like they have a specific focus And it's key to understand that. And then one thing Sandy said that really stood out, um, I think I was similar in the sense that I didn't want to be part of the NFL, the no friends league, (laughs) the no friends left when I started network marketing. That was probably one of my biggest limiting beliefs. And I found a way in my approach, it was different wording, but the same principles. And one of the biggest principles is you're selling people on taking a look. You're also letting them know if, if they're not interested, that's okay. But you're also showing some confidence. But there's one big thing that I don't think very many people talk about that Sandy did in that. And this is something I did that helped me out tremendously. Is she actually just hit her insecurity head on. Like she said, yeah, I, I know it's kind of weird. I haven't reached out to you. Like I would say to people things like, you know, in Utah, I couldn't stand when I felt tricked into network marketing. I'm not saying any of you are tricking. So don't think like this was my own insecurity and limiting belief. So I was, I just hit my insecurity head on. Yeah. It's network marketing. Yeah. You may laugh your head off at me, but I think it's incredible. I wouldn't waste your time and it's worth taking a look at. If you're interested, we're going to do this together. And if you're not laugh at me or point me in the right direction. And literally I hit my insecurity so head on that they were just like, uh, yeah. Okay. And then I did the, you know, I really appreciate it. It makes, a, you know, means a ton to me, whether you are interested or not, the fact that you're willing to take a look like that was part of my follow-up because they're not going to text and say, sorry, I'm out. Some do, but <laughs> very few do when you kill them with kindness and the assumptive gratitude. And it's not manipulative. You are grateful. They're willing to take a look. <laughs> and so I just thought, you know, both of you just sharing it. And I love, you know, both of you going back and forth and and sharing some of those experiences and stories is, you know, just so it's so amazing for people to hear these different perspectives because we all learn differently, but we're going to use that as a little bit of a teaser because we're just getting going here. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that you subscribe to these guys podcasts and I'll, I'll put it in the description below but uh, we want to make sure that you guys 
listen, as we're just getting started and we're going to be going through all of this incredible, just, just, you know, topics. And so getting magnetic with Sandy and Wade, make sure you guys subscribe to it. And you guys listen to the second part here. And I just want to say to you guys, it's, it's been fun get to know you guys better. Sometimes it's people you've known forever. And, and this is the first time. So everybody knows we got on and chatted for, I don't know, 10 minutes before and got mm-hmm. to know each other a little bit. And then we just went right into it. Right into it. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're grateful for you, Rob, and everyone out there listening. And I do want to circle back. Um, I, I'm proud of everyone out there lis- uh, listening because you're investing in yourself, right? You are your greatest asset. Your mindset is your greatest asset because what, you know, everything starts as an idea. And then that belief that you can make it, you can manifest it into reality is, is everything. And Rob did ask us like, when do you invest and how much? Like there's no one right answer, but one, you're investing in yourself right now Two, When you feel like there's more, I'm, I'm, there's more inside of me when you're like, I'm ready to level up. That means it's time to invest. And you know what the answer not is like when you have 10,000 in your account or whatever, when you have a hundred thousand in your account, you can invest 10,000. It's not that it's when you're ready to level up, you find a way like you will. It's not, can I invest? It's how can I invest in that mastermind in that whatever. And, but you guys are investing in yourself reading a book, listening to a podcast is investing. There are great investments out there to really level you up. So it's like when, when I'm ready to level up, it's time to invest. Instead of asking, can I, how much is it? What does it cost? It's how, how can I? And so I'm, I'm excited for part two on getting magnetic of, of this conversation, Rob. It's been a pleasure connecting with you. Thanks so much for having us. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you over on part two. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.